if you're moving to Florida, there's a good chance that every body of water will have a snake or an alligator. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. The first thing we're talking about today is downtown over in Lake Ivanhoe, and there's a lot of stuff going on in uh, downtown Orlando, little pocket neighborhoods. If you don't know, you know, Orlando's huge. We've got 35, 34 different zip codes that make up the city of Orlando, and each one of them have something unique about them, something that uh, makes them uniquely them, their own. And Lake Ivanhoe is kind of an interesting one because it's just outside of downtown, and it was actually ranked one of the best places to live uh, by multiple different websites over the past few years. And because of the walkability, because of the different restaurants, the different little shops, the meat markets, the coffee shops, the pizza joints, all these little mom and pop shops that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, and they're starting to get more and more people moving there, tearing down stuff and, and building new stuff. So one big thing that came out today uh, from a lot of different media outlets today, we're going to talk about it from the growth spotter. Uh, Pack Land Development proposes a mixed-use tower on Lake Ivanhoe. This is actually a really great location, and I'll show you where this is, but it's a 14-tower apartment building. Now, I don't do apartments. I don't rent apartments. Um, and yet we talk about affordable housing and how finally we've hit the, the point where we have enough supply where rents for apartments are starting to come down, which is good because it got to be a little out of control. I think rents came down from like 1880 to 1825 on average here in Orlando, which is not like some massive change, but it ma I mean, an extra 60 bucks, 60 bucks a month, seven, 800 bucks a year definitely helps some people out. And so, uh, so the more of these they build, I think the, the more affordable these become and they're getting kind of cool looking this one over on Lake Ivanhoe. So again, uh, 14 stories and, and they have parking on site right inside, kind of right in the middle of the building. You can see the first floor is going to be retail and then it's got one, two, three, four, four ish, uh, a parking deck, and then you've got this really dope pool. Check out these renderings, though. If you know where Lake Ivanhoe is, you can see you can see Lake Ivanhoe from I-4, and so it's going to be sitting right here uh, on Lake Ivanhoe or across from it here. And so if you've never done this before, I actually did a video not uh, maybe two years ago where we did stand-up paddle boards at night on Lake Ivanhoe awesome. It's like, it's really, really cool. They've got lights on the bottom of your board while you're going around uh, the lake and you got to kind of duck down underneath a bridge overpass. And then you can kind of go up and around over into college park. It's very cool. Uh, so the location of this, I think is really great. Uh, and what they're going to have here. And so if you got some of the renderings, if you're watching live, you can check it out. Really great pool area that overlooks the, the, I, uh, I-4 and Lake Ivanhoe. There's going to be 45,000 square feet of retail and office space. Uh, and then basically you have uh, a mix of uh, one bedroom, two bedroom, and three bedroom uh, apartments, uh, as well as a couple penthouses. So I'm excited about it. I think that any, any time that we can change the downtown area or, or the skyline of Orlando as you're driving up and I down I-4, that's cool. And this will definitely help that. Plus offer a, a bit of a more affordable place, hopefully for people to live in that area. Uh, so we've got people already checking in. I'm going to get to as many questions as you can, as you can. So make sure you keep dropping them down below. 
We've got Troy from Dr. Phillips. I appreciate it. Devar checking in from Orlando, or you just got back from Orlando. Uh, Alfred checking in. You got Susanna coming in from uh, Kissimmee. So a lot of locals and people like this one, uh, Medik checking in from Brooklyn. So we got people from all over. I love it so much. Um, so, all right, let's get into some questions. Alicia says, does every builder here in Orlando requires you to list and sell before they start the process of building? No, actually. So this is actually um, very different than what it was a year ago. The pandemic was the worst of times in so many ways. And one of them was real estate. Uh, obviously, you had people that were not doing well. They were sick because of uh, COVID and all that good stuff, but or bad stuff. Um, but real estate got to be where builders were just calling their shots. They were building really inferior products and really making you jump through entirely crazy hoops just for you to get a house. And so now things are changing. Um, what you're asking about is a home to sell contingency. So can I live in my house? and not sell it and kind of move forward. Now, some builders will require that you can afford to have both houses, which not everybody can do. Um, other ones will say, hey, um, you have to get it sold by X date. And if you don't, we can cancel the contract and keep your deposit. So there is a little bit of a, uh, a risk, obviously, when you're thinking about uh, building a house and keeping your old one. The easiest thing to do, unfortunately, is to list sell and then go rent while your house is getting built. Because unfortunately, there's still a lot of builders here that unless you're buying a spec house that's already been started, that they are taking a year or 18 months to build a house. Not every builder, some builders are six months, eight months, but it's just not as smooth and easy with a timeline as possible from before. So many of them will suggest that you get it sold and then go from there. Um, so King Jose says, I feel like they're doing a lot of these more, more of these for sure. So you're talking about the apartments. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot more apartments going in. Uh, there's still plenty of houses to buy. I mean, you look at some of the areas that are still thriving and I think a lot more builders offering incentives, which is great. Um, but there's a lot of new apartments going up everywhere. Now it's interesting cause I was, I was reading through the comments over on my YouTube channel for some of our videos from the past week. And one of the number one complaints that I got were that there was too many apartments getting built and that it was changing the way neighborhoods looked or, you know, changing traffic when you're stacking up a hundred or 200 or 400 people in one little area. And it is not wrong. I mean, they're not absolutely wrong. And so some of these areas like near I four where they have their own parking deck, it's just going to be great for that area. Like I'm going to be starting to look in this area for now, uh, homes to buy, <laughs> because in my opinion, anytime you add more retail and you have more people that enjoy living in an area and a walkable area, eventually those people that live in an apartment will want to buy something, uh, and or rent a house and be you know tired of living in apartments. Uh, so I think that that to me is going to be good for this area. Now, sometimes it gets to be a little crazy where there's just maybe too many apartments. And I understand when people are complaining about that, uh, Devar, who said, Alfred says, what are the closest zip codes to Disney? Uh, so if you look at Disney itself, you know, it's in the Lake Buena Vista area. It's got its own zip code. But if you're looking really like right up and around it, you've got Kissimmee and Celebration, which are just kind of like to the south. That's 34747. If you're looking on the Realtor.com app or the Zillow app or whatever your favorite website is, the OrlandoReal.com, you can look at houses by zip code there. Uh, if you're looking right off next to Disney Springs, that's 32836. That's the Orlando zip code that kind of touches Dr. Phillips and also touches Windermere. Uh, you've got Windermere and, and also Winter Garden that also surround Disney. And so that's going to be 34787 and 32, uh, 34786. That's what it is. So 
I know my zip codes because that's how I have to search on the MLS. <laughs> Peter says, what's going on from Melbourne, Australia? Good to see you, my friend. I so appreciate it. What's going on? Uh, NYC, what's up? You're weeks from being a local. Dude, I hope that you come visit us. We have a uh, actually an event that we're putting on for everybody who's watching, anybody who's in town and wants to come hang out. That's part of our crew. That's part of our community. It's going to be uh, over at the brewery, over at... Um, uh, home State Brewing over in Horizon West. And so make sure you talk to Bree and get the link if you haven't already. We'll make sure we drop it over in the Facebook group as well. Uh, what's going on? Just Jerome checking in from Winter Garden. I appreciate you hanging out. Uh, what's going on, Nicholas? What's up? The guy, the best agent in Florida. Oh, man, dude, I appreciate that so much. Back home in Michigan, my man. Uh, let's keep going. I've got a bunch of stories that I was stoked about. So today there's another one. Uh, soon to be open, Evermore Resort completes an eight-acre, 17 million gallon crystal lagoon, the first of its kind in Orlando. Uh, this is actually another one from the growth spotter. I thought this was great. Cool little photo there. You can see that they're finally filling in the lagoon and uh, this is going to be quite incredible. I think about eight acres. I was trying to quantify this like the normal person's pool, right? Our, our houses here in Orlando are typically on less than like, like you can fit five homes per acre, basically. Like everybody lives on like point one five ish acre, uh, per acre. Right. And so you could fit, uh, let's see if there's, uh, eight acres, you could fit 40 houses in the time that they're going to have this lagoon, just this lagoon here. That's kind of insane when you think about how big this pool is going to be. And the amenities in this neighborhood uh, or this whole resort are, are incredible. A lot of them are, you know, they got the Conrad Hotel, which is a 433 room hotel. Then you've got vacation homes, villas, and flats. And I wanted to show you because they actually finally updated their website what some of this stuff's going to look like. You can check it out, Evermore Resort. Um, again, originally they were going to sell some of these on-site villas and houses, but then they decided not to. It sounds like they're going to keep all of these uh, and you can rent these. And so you got seven bedroom, eight bedrooms, and they're not cheap looking. They're like quite nice. This one's a nine bedroom house. You're going to have meeting rooms, uh, which are just gorgeous weddings. And, and I think that the whole surrounding area uh, and what they're going to do for this area, this is like just outside of Disney Springs off of like 535. Um, if you're familiar with where this area is, I think this thing is going to be really good for the area. Um, and just like how apartments, the more apartments happen, the less the values of rents are. This is going to help a lot of the Airbnbs and um, hotels in the area as well. If you've ever visited Orlando recently, if you don't already live here, the amount that the average hotel room right now is kind of crazy. I mean, Airbnbs started slowing down a little bit and more people are moving back towards the amenity of a hotel, which is interesting. Airbnbs are still doing okay, but hotels pricing have been getting out of control. So I think the more good supply of really nice stuff like this, the W, uh, the Fairmont and the Conrad, um, I'm stoked about it because <laughs> like, look at this kind of amenity. We get to use a lot of this stuff too. You think about, they're going to have great restaurants and some retail. And that's the whole idea of what this is going to be for this area is, um, yeah, I'm a fan, even though they're not selling the houses because I would have loved to be able to sell the houses. Uh, here's another one. So we talked about in, in uh, recent, over on my Instagram, we were talking about just today, actually, I posted a reel how Florida was ranked number one for places where businesses were moving out and had the, the highest net migration of businesses. Basically, California and New York lost 40 to 50 percent 
of their overall business uh, migration, Florida was number one. And so most people think that that's going to be tourism and uh, stuff that might not bring good jobs, if you will. Uh, but what we're really seeing is that it's more stuff like this happening really more than anything in terms of jobs moving here. So Central Florida SunTrack Autonomous Vehicle Test Track opens. Uh, this thing is awesome. Their website is SunTracks with an X, FL.com. A new, hor uh, a new horizon for testing in Florida. And look at this thing. It's two and a half miles, and their whole thing is set up to test autonomous vehicles. And this is right over um, by Florida Polytechnic University. If you've been down I-4 and you've seen that really cool white building. Actually, I should look that up because this thing is so, so cool. Uh, so they're going to be able to have, let's see, Florida can't talk and also type at the same time. I should get better. But anyways, this is what it looks like. These things are so, so cool. The building itself. So Polytechnic University, they're going to be using uh, this new track to test autonomous vehicles. And you look at the jobs that are coming in. There's uh, The first phase costs $48 million. The second phase costs $152 million. And the people that are working here are six-figure kind of folks. And so I think it's good for the people that go to school locally and then also good-paying jobs. And I believe that the more stuff like this that we can bring in, whether it's aviation or tech, the better for everybody. So uh, let's keep going here through some of the questions. I'm going to get a drink of water. You guys talk in the comments below. Uh, L. Roberts says that uh, happy birthday, Ken. Yeah, absolutely. Yesterday. I turned 38 yesterday. Crazy. I told somebody the other day, I'm finally not, I'm like a, uh, I'm no longer a vet veteran young guy. I'm, I'm all of a sudden a freshman old guy. And so like, I feel like this is, you know, I'm just, I'm bumping on 40s door. And so here I come. Uh, John says that he purchased a home in celebration in March, still learning the area. Dude, you have to be loving celebration point then because the new Publix is uh, incredible and all that retail over there is, is super nice. Um, this has put contract on our new build in winter garden in August. You finally closed last week. That's a long time. But like I said, that's, that seems to be about right. Nima says that she's still waiting on their new build since August 2021. You're not alone. I mean, there's, there's actually clients of ours that have been waiting 18 months, 21 months. Sometimes it has to do with the developer. Sometimes it has to do with supplies. Sometimes it's labor. It's a little bit of everything, but that's kind of our job to sort of keep you updated on what's going on. And especially speaking of what's going on in the area, Universal actually announced this week. I'm actually very excited about this. Just today, I renewed my annual passes because this came out. So uh, you get three months free on any pass for annual passes for Universal. So I started thinking, okay, what, what is it actually going to cost me? I couldn't remember. It's been almost a year, just like 51 weeks or so since I last updated. And here's the new passes right now. So you basically get 15 months for the price of 12 and the season passes range from 425 up to 904. And there's four different tiers. And it really has to do with uh, blockout dates. Can you do flex pay or not? Uh, do you get a free ticket to uh, Halloween Horror Nights on some of these? You do. Um, what else? Universal Express after 4 p.m. And some of these valet or prime self-parking after the first visit uh, is only included for the premiere pass. Uh, so we kind of, we actually opted my wife and I, we take the kids probably two or three times a year. 
And so we're trying to figure out like which would be the best one for, for them. Uh, unfortunately, we take them mostly in July and or around Christmas. And so the first one here at 425, it actually kind of is a break even and the blockout dates are in July. So I'm like, we're, we're kind of teetering back and forth. My wife and I, we ended up going with Premier Pass because we're there all the time. We use it a lot. I love the VIP, uh, the, the valet. It's amazing. Uh, but for the kids, I'm kind of like, man, I might just buy the, the one-off tickets and bump them up. But if you're a big universal person and you think I'm making a big mistake, stake. Let me know in the comments below. Uh, Cause to me, that seems like the way to go. Like buy my kids, the one-off passes, if we're only going to take them two or three times a year. And then us being that we go more often, we bump it up and get, get kind of a little bit more. I don't know. That's the way I'm looking at it. What's up, Jeremy from Conway. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, what else we got here? I want to make sure that I'm not missing everybody. Devar says, I'm not sure where to live. Driving an ovation through Disney every time just gets, uh, just to get to Orlando will never be under 30 minutes. Any recommendation for new construction closer to Orlando? So Devar, if you could just let me know a little bit more in the comment below, like when you say closer to Orlando, Orlando's giant. So you could be from one end to the other and it takes you an hour to get from end to end. Uh, or, you know, if you want to get to Disney, just let me know in terms of like where you're looking to help me hone in a little bit better of what you're looking at. Um, let's see. Damien says, haven't been to Orlando since 2019. Anything happened to us 27 and 192 area missed the hot weather, Disney Springs and universal. Where's the next big development area. So yeah, I mean, Claremont's is right there at 27 and 192. I did a whole video about like what's coming to the 192 area. And really the, the majority of the big stuff is coming really out that way. It's kind of like the 417 on down, uh, down one and two, a lot of really big resorts that are coming. The Nickelodeon hotels, the, um, the new, the new like restaurants and retail and all that good stuff. There's a lot coming. It's actually quite, quite nice. But eventually as Claremont opens up, that's to me like the next big, the next big development. If that's the area you're looking to, uh, to hang out in. All right, let's get through some of these other questions. Um, Tuesday says, I'm thinking about moving to Orlando, but I want to know the areas to avoid alligators in central Florida, uh, case in point, Orlando, winter garden, winter park, and those areas. So here's the thing I tell folks, uh, Tuesday is that if you're moving to Florida, there's a good chance that every body of water will have a snake or an alligator. And so we've lived here for seven years. We've never had even a close thing <laughs> that where we've had an issue with an alligator. If you look, actually, they, they, have, they rank them, and you can even Google this, like how many attacks that you have. Um, there's actually not as many as you'd think. If you're just smart about it and you don't take your little animals by the water and you train your kids and you say, hey, listen, we don't go by the ponds and the lakes, you know, when it's dusk, when it's, you know, when the sun's down, when they're looking to be a little bit more aggressive, uh, you're going to be fine. And so you see them on the street sometimes going from lake to pond um, and or sometimes just sunbathing off on the side and just sort of part of life. In our neighborhood alone, get this Tuesday, this past month, we have had deer, we've had bear, we had a black bear run through our neighborhood, we had uh, alligator, armadillo, raccoons, turkeys, pheasants, it's just like, it's everything. It's the most crazy thing. Like I'm from Michigan and I remember seeing deer all the time and thought that was super cool. It feels like I'm living in a nature preserve down here. It's insane. Uh, and also amazing, like all at the same time. Uh, what's up, Kevin from Lakeland? Good to see you, my friend. Um, Jerome says, this sounds awesome. I think you're talking about uh, Evermore and I would agree with you. 
Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. President alone says any uh, bright line to Tampa train updates lately. President, it's funny. I do these. I, I spent a couple of hours prepping for these shows, and I was going through all the different news articles. And there's probably thirty of them that were just talking about how oh, bright lines finally you know open in Orlando, which we've been talking about for months. Nothing about the next leg in terms of when it's going to start, other than the fact that the money has already been allocated, which I think is the hardest part. Like when you talk about taxes and what's coming and not coming, the fact that the money's already been allocated means it's going to happen. So I believe that in the next few years, especially when I four is done and you've got the, uh, the bright line to Tampa, like this is going to all of a sudden make Florida very, very well connected, which I'm stoked. Um, someone asks, have I ever heard of Full Sail University? And what are my thoughts? I have a lot of friends and actually a couple of our employees that have graduated from Full Sail. And I think it's great. I mean, it's one of the top in the country for like film and, and the arts and that sort of thing. Um, it's very expensive. Um, and they basically, you know, quote, guarantee that once you graduate, that you'll have a job in your field. Um, that being said, YouTube University is quite awesome. And so I think that you need to really understand why you're going there and what the benefits are very specifically. If it's just to be a photographer or a freelance videographer, I think you probably could get away with doing it on your own or freelancing under somebody else or uh, apprenticing under somebody else significantly cheaper than you could by going to full sale. But they have some stuff that's incredible game design and some really incredible stuff that you need to go to school for. So it just depends, you know, why you're asking. Um, but I would make sure that if you're just going to <laughs> be a videographer, you, you could probably do it a little bit cheaper. Um, King Jose says, yes, Universal is doing it, is doing Epic. <laughs> yes, it is. So, all right, not even speaking of um, Universal, but the other thing I was looking at, what other deals, what, what other people are going on? So, 4th of July sale over at SeaWorld. Save up to 55% on tickets. On their single-day ticket, they're doing 55%. Save over $90 on their two-day ticket and uh, 20% if you're going to do, I think they, they call it their fun card and or their annual pass. And so, it's really cheap. You've got, I think, $170 for SeaWorld plus Aquatica. That seems really, really cheap to me. Uh, unlimited visits for the rest of 2023 for $170 over at SeaWorld. We've got people on my team that are just obsessed with SeaWorld uh, and everything going on there, especially with the new coasters. So for that, it's probably the cheapest that you could get out and have some fun, um, but still maybe my third favorite park, if you will. So anyways, um, you guys got a bunch more questions and I love it. Um, Florida man says, um, they started to build West Haven at ovation. Any insight, uh, insight when the samples will be open. And by samples, I'm guessing you mean like, uh, model homes, They're, the model homes are all done. Um, they've been sitting there for months and months and months. I think what it really comes down to is when will they start selling again? It was supposed to be June. Now it looks like it might be pushed to July, August. Um, now right across the street though, which is, um, Taylor Morrison, They've already sold. We've already put three under contract there with buyers from around the country, from around the world, actually. And um, yeah, I mean, so if you're looking at Taylor Morrison, you'd be open to that. They're doing their rear entry product now, which is like their bungalow style homes. Um, but if you're really sold on Toll Brothers, it should be in the next 60 days or so. Mm, this is a good question from Dave. Uh, Dave from Oxford, Michigan. What's up, Michigander? Uh, he's with all the new builds in Central Florida. Do the respective counties have enough inspectors to do their job in a timely manner? No, unfortunately. And this is why, like some places, um, 
like, you know, in Orange County, it stuff takes so long, you know, it's getting a, a re a re um, inspection for like a small thing might take a few days instead of getting them out 24 hours later. And so this is a, a very normal reason why planning takes so long and permits take so long. And all, all of these things are taking a little bit longer, just because there's so much growth. And so while it seems negative, it's also a positive thing, because we have so much growth going on here. And so, um, yeah, unfortunately, they have a lot of jobs. So if you're in that space, by the way, Dave, if you're an inspector or you're a former electrician, plumber, roofer, like they're hiring. A lot of these people are, are ramping up hiring because it's so busy right now. Um. All right, Jeremy says for Universal, if I was only gonna go two to three days per year with the kids, then buy individual tickets for the kids. That's kind of what I think. I, I think so too. It might even be a break even, but I just don't know. I mean, if I pay it all up front and I don't use it, I'll be bummed. But if I look at it and I kind of just look it over the next year and say, hey, listen, I took the kids four times. Next year, I'll get the, get the pass. My big bummer though is the blackout dates because they're going to go in the summer or want to go in the summer. We're actually doing this whole thing. My son has been on this huge kick. He's a big adrenaline junkie all of a sudden. And he's like, let's go to Universal and do both parks and do every major ride, like the big rides. And so now I got to look at spending for the fast pass and all that kind of stuff to get them, uh, him and my, my oldest daughter. Uh, so it's going to be pretty stoked. He's pretty stoked about it rather. So that'll be number one. And that would be in July. And so we can't do that with this pass. So case in point. All right, Alicia says, what, uh, what do I see interest rates going in the next year? I don't think that we're going to see a massive dip. Um, I had hoped that by Q3, which is we're coming up here, uh, that rates would start to pull back. But, you know, Jerome Powell is signaling that he doesn't think that inflation, their measure, measures are working fast enough. So we're probably going to be in this weird 6% range through the end of the year. Uh, as soon as they tick back down into the fives, it's going to be game over, though. And so that's why I think that for people that are waiting for the interest rates to come back down, I would rather you move forward in a climate where it's not crazy and you don't have so much competition from other buyers who now can get 5% interest rates. You got a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines, even though I'm going to show you guys at the end of the show tonight, kind of the real estate market and what's going on. Um, you have builders that are willing to buy down your rate. You got sellers that are willing to buy down your rate. Why not do that? and then take it now without the competition. Because I really do think that if it does go with Q4 or Q1 where rates fall back down into the, the, the fives, it's gonna get silly again. And then, uh, you know, a little bit tougher. Tony says, I should try the Orlando Informer events that occur in Universal and Islands of Adventure. Very low wait times and free food and drinks throughout the park. Tony, is that what I see on Instagram? These like random kind of like, hey, you can pay a few hundred dollars and then you get the whole park. I am curious because I've been to like a lot of Universal events from like a corporate side where I'll go to a corporate event and they shut down. It's like, oh, you can only ride Men in Black 10 times in a row or uh, like stuff like that. Um, I'm curious is if these Orlando informer events, is it the entire park? Because that's something that I would definitely want to know. Um, all right, let's go on to our next one here. All right. So we talked about this, uh, not at nauseum, but quite a bit lately in terms of the tax revenue coming in from all of these different, uh, from basically the tourism tax over here. And so the Orlando Business Journal, who did like, this is remarkable. If you're watching this on YouTube, what a beautiful, I'm really into like fonts and beautiful like artwork. And this is like this, this article, let's see who did this. Side-by-side -side comparison done by photojournalist Getty Ryan Lynch. 
Beautiful job, Ryan Lynch. And so this is an article done that really breaks down the 14 largest projects that are seeking more than $20 million uh, from the tax, tax task force. And so they've been kind of milling through a lot of this stuff to figure out what do they want to spend money on here in Orlando. We talked about this on some of the previous shows, but look at this trend line of how much money they're bringing in. I mean, they're talking about insane, insane money. Uh, 2020, yeah, basically 2022 looks like they're going to bring in they brought in over $300 million in tax. And so then now the idea is like, what do you spend it on? And so they have all of these different ideas from the baseball stadium to, uh, to stuff that's really cool. And so uh, the Orlando Business Journal had this article out. I'm going to show you guys some of these images because we've already seen this, the field view. But look at this. This is the Florida Citrus Sports and Camping World Statement Stadium where they want to kind of put a roof on it and then redo the deck. I haven't seen the renderings before this, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, but they're looking for $800 million, which is it's that's three years worth of our taxes coming in. That seems aggressive. You've got Orlando County Convention Center that's asking for $500 million to expand. And again, their rendering here is, again, beautiful. This is what you kind of see from International Drive with sort of the typical um, facade. And then they want to add all of this stuff into the middle here. So that's, it's huge. It's gorgeous. But here's a couple of things that I thought were interesting. Um, you've got City of Orlando looking for Amway Center, University, uh, University of Central Florida looking for their athletics village. Obviously, UCF is crushing it with their athletics right now. So I think that they should get more money because they're bringing more people to go to school here. Uh, they're looking for $176 million. This is another one. We talked about this maybe last week or the week before of what they want to do to the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast back, they basically want to take that green space in front of Dr. Phillips and turn it into an outdoor amphitheater, but not cover it. They're going to leave a lot of the, gr uh, the green space, uh, but basically build these levels up that people can kind of walk around and listen to music. Then they'll have some covered space for food and bathrooms and just kind of create this outdoor space. If you've never seen um, over at Dr. Phillips during COVID, they had this outdoor, uh, what do they call it? It was like something on the lawn because they couldn't bring people in and have music and, and art during 2021 and 2022-ish. So they said, forget it. We're going to bring it out on the lawn. And Disney sponsored it and uh, Am, uh, the Avent Health sponsored it. And it was amazing. Like there was just something outside all the time. Anytime you went into downtown Orlando at night, there were people everywhere. And I'm like, okay, so we've been talking about how do we solve this idea of making Orlando like a popular night destination and I think this is part of the way that they solve it. And so uh, the city and also the Dr. Phillips charities that are looking to do this, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think that um, if I was going to spend money anywhere based on this, it would either be for the baseball stadium or the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center outdoor expansion. They're asking for $145 million and they're hoping that they're going to get it by basically next year. But here's the deal. I think that regardless if they get the funding from the tax authority, they're still going to move forward on this. It just makes sense. Um, there's a couple other things, but one of the, uh, the thing I was talking through is, um, they started talking about their movie tax incentives. And I remember when I was a kid that universal studios had like Nickelodeon and there were a ton of stuff getting shot here locally. So I started thinking like, isn't there an Orlando film commission that this is their job to go find film? I mean, think about all of the different assets that we have here in Orlando that people could take advantage of. We've got lakes, we've got a lot of sun. Yes, we've got rain in the summer, but we got we got sound stages, we've got theme parks, we've got old neighborhoods with brick streets, we've got new construction, we've got everything 
in Orlando. And so I started going through and sure enough, um, the OEP, Orlando.org, they actually have a film, uh, a film commission. I just don't know that they've done a ton of stuff. And so their whole idea is they've got 4,000 miles of diverse locations. And you can see here on their website, they've got swampy areas and downtown gritty areas and all this other kind of stuff. So Florida entertainment sales taxes exemption. So I was just kind of digging into this a little bit more because like what, what happened from 2008 and 2009 to today? And I think it's a big part of it is that the tax incentive went away. Um, I believe it was Rick Scott that got rid of it. And then they just went right up the coast over to Atlanta. And um, so there's actually all these like crazy Reddit articles that go through it and say like, why didn't Orlando become Hollywood South? I remember when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties that it was supposed to be. And then this guy actually tunes in and it's this beautifully written thing. I'll actually drop this down in the comments below, but um, he basically says, Hey, I used to work on all the films. I'm a four, I'm a local 477 motion picture studio mechanic union film crew. And he goes into this beautiful answer. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to see that back in Orlando. There's, there's really no reason why we shouldn't be a hub uh, for that. Anyways, earlier in today, uh, we were talking about somebody mentioned they were in Austin and it's crazy hot. If you're here in Florida, make sure you, uh, bring basically no clothes because you're going to want to have as little clothes on as possible. Bring your sunscreen. Cause the feels like temperature is going to be in the triple digits, uh, today, which it did 106 is what it feels like. And we're going to get this all week before it starts cooling off. I can't wait till we get a little bit more rain because it's going to make things feel a bit, uh, cooler, which is what we need. Um, Vicken says that the baseball deal will come through. I think so. As long as it's not called the dreamers, I'm down with it. I hope they just bring the, the Tampa Bay Rays up. They need a new stadium and their local people don't really get into it, which is wild because they get into the lightning. Um, and obviously they get into the bucks, especially with Brady being there, but they just haven't really supported their baseball team. And honestly, the baseball team is, is probably one of the best one. I mean, they're ranked super well, they're doing crazy crazy good. So to see the stadium completely empty, there's just something off there. So why not move them up the I four and let us get a shot? You know what I mean? Um, all right, let's see. Vicken says, hey, first time live, long time listener. I appreciate that. Actually, you know, I've got a couple more stories. And what would help me out, because I'm just more curious than anything, and if you guys are watching or watching the replay, how long have you been a subscriber on our channel? Because uh, it's cool to see when we go live that we have some people that watch every show, which means, means a ton to me. Uh, but we're getting a lot more new people as well. And that also means a ton to me as the channel expands. So I'm kind of curious. What's the, how long do you, would you say you've been a subscriber and you've been hanging out talking about all things real estate? Um, all things real estate. We have Go Wickless with Mel says, had a realtor recommend to buy now and refinance in a year. Your thoughts? My question or my answer to that, Mel, is if you can afford the interest rate now, then yes, do that. Don't bank on the idea that it's for sure going to happen. I mean, eventually over time, interest rates will come down. But if you're like, oh, I can afford it for the next year, but it's going to be super, super tight. Well, then maybe you wait. But if you're like, hey, I can, um, I can just buy it now. I can afford it. Whenever it happens, it happens. Then yeah, you refinance in a year and it's all good. Um, I got a lot of people checking in. This means so much. So Primetime Traveler says, you know, we've been subbed since day one. That means so much. Uh, 406 Disney fan says, I've been watching for a year. Um, Go Lickless says, for years. 
Dizdad said uh, for about a year, six months, two years, a year and a half, year, six months, a lot of people, six months or more. Uh, so, so cool. I really appreciate it. We're trying to make this the most like diverse Orlando channel, uh, both here and over on Instagram. Um, we're putting out obviously local news. I don't want it to always be about real estate. I think most real estate agents only talk about real estate. And that's just such a small part of the equation. If you don't have a great place to live, uh, something that you're proud of or understand why the different intricacies of what's going on in your neighborhood uh, and your neighborhood being just all of Orlando, uh, then what are you doing? You know, And so it, it means a lot to me that you guys are here and hanging out because I couldn't, uh, yeah, just super appreciative. Thank you very much. Uh, Jose says, I just subscribed today. My wife and I wanted to move from Katy, Texas to Davenport or Orlando areas, and your videos have been very helpful. So thanks, Jose. I appreciate that. All right. One of the last, uh, or the last one, we're going to give a market update because listen, I know I just talked about, Hey, don't always only talk about real estate, but here's the one real estate to uh, topic or tip we're going to talk about today. And it's really what's going on in our market. We used to do this all the time right at the end, and this is the seven-day overlook. And so you can see at the top, uh, there's been 1,035 new listings. Um, you had 196 properties raise their price. There's been 1,087 sold in the past seven days, and there's been 1,138 pending. Now, 1,138 pending, meaning that there's actually 100 more properties that went pending this past week than actually hit the market. Again, that means we're still in a really strong market. The Especially the 650 or 700,000 or under market still has a lot of people a lot of demand. Anything over 700, you don't have as many people moving up. And so that's really, especially once you hit that million dollar plus, the market's pretty just like flat. It's not going down. It's not going crazy up. Um, there's been some very like ridiculously high sales lately. Um, but those are sort of one-offs. If you look at just like the totality of our five county area, um, it's really that 700,000 or under that's still pretty, pretty popular. You don't have a ton of inventory to look at, which is why people kind of pivot over to new construction. Um, so I think it's a really strong market as we go into the summer months, the next two months are kind of like our really busy season here in Orlando. We got people coming from all over the world that are not only moving here for jobs or for schools, like every market in the country, but then you got a lot of people coming here to buy a second home. So the next 60 days are our, our, uh, our super bowl. It's an elongated super bowl, but here it is. So anyways, uh, some people talking about they've been here for years and years. It means so much, very much so. So hey, listen, um, hit the the, uh, the thumbs up if you don't mind very much. So they got 150 plus people watching live tonight. And so if you don't mind, it actually pushes this out for other people to watch in the future. And YouTube with their infinite wisdom and their algorithms uh, lets people know that the video is good. So anyways, if you guys have any other questions, drop them in the comments. I want to make more videos again that you guys enjoy. Uh, but that's it. Wrapping up tonight, my solo show. I don't do this very often going solo. I'll enjoy bringing a guest on from time to time. But I uh, hope wherever you're watching this, whether it's live or the replay, that you're doing super, super well. Appreciate you. If you've ever thought about moving to Orlando or you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere, my team and I, we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. The Posit Group, we've got over 500 five-star reviews and we're helping people from all around the world find home in Orlando. Make sure you reach out info at posicgroup.com. We'll see you guys in the next episode.